podcast is sponsored by Zero Accounting Software, who proudly support female entrepreneurs and help business owners to see their finances clearly. For help in getting your business digital ready, visit xero.com. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to episode six of the She Can, She Did podcast. After a little break owing to the two midweek mingles in London and Manchester in recent weeks, I'm so glad to be back recording one of my oh-so-awkward podcast introductions for you all. If we haven't met yet, hello, I'm Fee, and I'm the founder of She Can, She Did, which in this instance means I'm the one asking the questions on this podcast. In this episode, I sit down with neuroscientist turned businesswoman Olivia Wallenberg, the 30-year-old founder of Livia's, the company renowned for its vegan, gluten-free and dairy-free sweet treats that she launched from her parents' kitchen four years ago. Formerly known as Livia's Kitchen, Olivia's business has grown by 153% year-on-year, turning over seven figures comfortably in 2018. Now stocked in over 2,000 high street stores UK-wide, I caught up with Olivia on a particularly busy week for her two weeks ago to chat about what managing growth like that looks and feels like in reality behind the scenes. Discussing everything from how she's had to learn on the job, how to manage an ever-growing team, and why it's so much easier to delegate four years in than it was in the early days. The negative backlash she faced on social media last November, when her site crashed after thousands of Livia's fans flocked to her website to buy their advent calendars, and what she'd do differently if the situation were to repeat itself today. The various fires she's had to put out in her business, and why she's confident that she can now handle any obstacles that come her way as a result to her recently launched Better Treat Yourself campaign and why she's changed her self-care routine in recent months to ensure that she's the best possible CEO that she can be going forward. I've admired Olivia's approach to running a business since long before I launched She Can, She Did and this brief chat with her only reinforced why that is so. Are you ready? I'm ready. Olivia. I feel like even in a year, you spoke at the first mingle, which I, I remember when you said yes, I was like, wow, I didn't think you would. So oh, really? Oh, I try and do as much as possible, yeah, always. No. I know, but I think because it was a launch, when you said yes, I was like, oh, that's oh. really nice. Oh, that's um, nice. But even in a year, I feel like your business was doing so well back then. In a year, it seems to have just gone crazy. even more crazy. <laughs> yeah, it, it really has. Things have really changed here. Um, we've gone from a team of five to a team of 11 and I'm recruiting three more at the moment. So we're becoming a really big and savvy team. We have new products. Everything's happening for us right now. It's crazy. In your own words, what if anyone said what's Livia's, what would you say? What would I say it is? It is the brand revolutionising sweet snacking. Um, so we are better for you confectionery. We're allowing you to indulge and treat yourself in the better way. I've tried your products. They're super, super yummy. Mm, thank you. You studied neuroscience? Yes. I mean, where how, did this yeah, from? where did this come from? Let's um, go back right to the beginning. And... Yeah, so I studied um, psychology as an undergrad and then I did two masters in neuroscience. And during my last year of studying, I was also doing um, a diploma at Greater One Street Hospital. And I started questioning whether that was the right career for me. Um, I was really affected by the things I saw in hospital and I found it quite lonely and isolated. Um, So I started wondering what else might be out there, but I had no idea. 
And at the same time, I was diagnosed with a whole load of food intolerances, things like wheat, dairy, garlic, onions, things that just like totally changed my life. Mm -hmm. um, I had to change my diet overnight because I'd been really sick. And I saw that there was nothing out there that actually tasted really good mm -hmm. um, and that satisfied those sweet cravings, but was made without those ingredients that I had to stay away from. And that so many other people were having to stay away from or choosing to stay away from. So I saw that there was this gap and I decided just to go for it and fill it. Yeah, and um, by filling it, what did that involve? Well, I started um, looking at gluten-free baking online because I'd never really been a baker as such. I always loved food but never had loved baking myself. I'm the so, world's worst baker. Really? Are yeah. You? I love cooking but, but I, I just... Think with traditional baking, you do have to be quite skilled. Yeah. But actually, with our kind of baking, we use such simple ingredients that it's not as technical as traditional baking. So you're That's not thinking good. about how much, um, you know, baking powder you need mm. in order for something yeah. to rise. It's when they weigh the eggs on Great British Bake Off. I'm like, oh my god. This is yeah, <laughs> no, it's too much. Yeah, no, too much. absolutely not with us. It's not the case. So we started looking at various blogs, seeing what other people were doing. Really, it was very new there, like Free From World hadn't boomed yet, especially in the UK. So I was familiarising myself with how other people do it. I started baking, I was living at home in my parents' house, and I had access to their kitchen, which was great, and I started baking in their kitchen. And I thought, I'm going to launch this brand with a product that people know and recognise and love already. So I decided to launch with a range of crumbles because apple crumble, there's nothing more quintessential. Who doesn't British. love a crumble? Exactly, who <laughs> doesn't love a crumble? But I did it in a completely different way. So you're crumble with a twist. No sugar, no flour, no butter. And it was more delicious than anything. Mm. And when people tried it, they were like, surely this has to be the real deal. And I was like, well, it is the real deal, just a different, just a different kind. So I had the idea and from having the idea to launching in Selfridges was just under 12 weeks. So it happened very fast and there was a lot of work mm. involved. I enrolled in a business course and um, in between that time, it was a kind of, they called it a fast track MBA. And I took my idea of Crumble on that course the first person who tried it and heard what I was doing hated it and said, this will never be a thing. If people have dessert, people want it to be full of fat, full of sugar, full of gluten. And I was like, I'll, I'll prove Pretty you wrong. wrong. I love stories yeah. like these. I live for them. <laughs> yeah, I did. And actually, by the end of the course, um, he was my biggest supporter mm. and he tried other things I was making. He was like, yes, this is going to be great. So I won that course, they gave me a grant of £12,000 and I took that money, got my packaging, got my branding done um, and then launched in Selfridges and continued to make the crumbles for a year and a half for, from my parents' kitchen. I mean, your parents, I presume, were like fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> my parents are amazing. I mean, without that, I always say that it, the company should never have been called Libby's Kitchen. It should have been called Evelyn and Tony's Kitchen. <laughs> um, it, I, I didn't give them enough credit by calling it out to myself. They were amazingly supportive. We had a massive shrink wrapping machine for sealing the products in my hallway. My sister's 
bedrooms had become storage units. It, yeah. They were really open to it all because they were so excited about what I was doing. That's amazing. I feel like with this interview, I'm so aware how busy you are. So we've got, what, 30 minutes to roll with. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to try and... I'm gonna, no, not at all. I'm going to skip a few stages. Um, yeah. I'm really interested, and I think what a lot of people will be interested in looking at you, because you are so open, I feel like, you know, we, we've heard quite a lot on Instagram about, you know, the rebrand yeah. and all of this kind I of thing. I too much. No, but <laughs> do you know what? I was... Um, I mentioned you on a panel at Top Draw because we were asked a question about how you should engage with your audience. And I always think that you're a really good example of letting people in in the right way. You don't overshare. You just oh, say it how it is. <laughs> yeah. I'm a real oversharer generally. <laughs> but maybe I just keep that to my friends and family. It's, it's never, it's never, it doesn't ever seem like intrusive. You right, know? okay. That's you've got, really, you've that's got, you've really got a good, good level. Thank you so much. That's good to hear. Let's go straight to the challenges then. When you have grown this quickly um yeah. I mean how many years in are we so we're four years in since I started um but really I don't count so much the first couple of years mm. because it was just out of my parents house or out of my flat it was um really small scale then we've only been in supermarkets for 18 months yes. so really really early days dealing with the big players yeah definitely but even from winning that pitch and you had the 12 weeks to turn it around in Selfridges. Yeah. And now I read recently that it was 2017 you went from 30 high street stores to 2,000 or something. Yeah, exactly. When you're forced to scale that quickly, yeah. what does that pressure feel like knowing that you are now responsible? It started off as you in your mum's kitchen, yeah. mum and dad's kitchen. Now you've got this team that we can see through this glass <laughs> door. Yeah. And you now are dealing with giant companies, big high street brands. Yeah. What does that feel like? I mean, I celebrate it mainly. I think um, you could get really, really bogged down by the pressures of it all, of which mm. there are many. Um, I think the main thing that I'm aware of is that I'm producing a food product that 50,000 people are eating a week. And that's a huge responsibility because if I have to keep the quality high and I have to make sure that if people are really gluten-free and dairy-free that the quality controls are right mm. in the factory. So I'm really, really hot on that. Um, I'm really hot on quality controls, going to the factory, making sure that everything is as it should be. Because you you need to guarantee that you have the repeat customer. You can't let them down once. Mm. Um, and if you do, then you need to make sure that your customer service is amazing, which we also pride ourselves on. Um, so if anyone ever comes to us with a little bit of a grumble about something, we're like, oh my gosh, let's so look sorry. into that. Yeah. Um, and we use it as market research, really, because it's helpful for us. We're a small business. We're not conducting that professional market research. Mm. So all we can really do is get feedback from our customers. And so we, we really prioritise that. Mm. It's, it's, there have been many, many challenges. I think when you grow in the way that we have, one of the things that I've had to get used to is having a team and it's a thing that I'm most proud of but it's definitely the most challenging part as well making sure if it helps all... everyone says that the managing a team that's the biggest yeah it's crazy because challenge. my passion lies in new product development and you know the actual 
sensations that you get when you eat something. I'm all about the product and the eating experience and the brand. I love everything to do with branding. I never thought that I would have to become an expert in management. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and actually, you know, in springtime this year, I'll be managing a team of 14 people. And probably this time next year, there'll be 20 of us. And... I have to go on management courses. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I really have to get um, better at it. I'm trying my best, but I need to get advice from professionals all the time. I remember before I left my old job, I went on a three-day residential course because I'd just been promoted to a manager and they made it so... That course, I literally left a few months afterwards, but I remember sitting there doing all of the sessions thinking like, oh my God, it's really complicated. Oh, like, absolutely. To be a good manager, yeah, there's absolutely. a lot that goes into it. And it's really tough being a good manager, even if that's all you're doing. Mm. But if you're having to manage people and you're also running an Instagram account, in charge of new product development, going through factory all the time, dealing with cash flow issues, dealing with supply chain issues, yeah. marketing, sales, everything. I'm doing everything. So even though I brought in a team, I'm still very much on top of every aspect of what's going on here. So juggling all of it mm. is for sure a challenge, but I do think every day that goes by, I'm getting better and the people in the team support me amazingly and they're getting better in their jobs so it all yeah. just runs more efficiently. How did you approach recruiting given that you know this is your baby and to grow in the way that you have grown you obviously needed to take staff on I know that with she can she did I'm so conscious that as and when I do that I want I need to make sure they're the right person and I would worry that I wouldn't be a good boss because I want yeah. you know I would want them to do it the way that I want it to be yeah, done it sounds I so think, bad I think that is the key to success mm -hmm. in learning to let go and delegate I think if you're someone who forever has to keep control and only think and thinks that only you can do it yes. in the right way and I was like that for a while don't yeah. get me wrong um, but now I relish in people yeah, I'm like I love it when I interview people who are so much more expert than I am, yeah. who can teach me, who I can learn from, and who can tell me how it is. Yeah, and definitely. More and more of those senior roles are becoming available in the company and they're being filled by incredible professionals mm -hmm. who have been working in the industry for like 10, 15 years, who just know what they're doing. And I'm at a point now where I'm desperate for it, I'm craving it. Mm. So I wouldn't be able to grow if I wasn't bringing in those people. Um, at the beginning, it was really tough, um, really, really tough. I thought I was going to be able to do it all forever, um, but it, as it grew just so fast, I quickly saw that I was going to crumble. Yeah. Excuse, excuse me. <laughs> um, and so I had to bring people in, and it's only through my team that I've been able to achieve such success it really like I attribute you can tell so you're much. a close team yeah I, can, I attribute so much of the success to them yeah definitely. Um, they, they really have been incredible um, and they are having such fun with it as well which I love like we have an incredible office here it's open it's bright there's an amazing kitchen people make delicious breakfasts and delicious lunches it's a real foodie environment mm -hmm. and it's an amazing place to work mm -hmm. and I come in here every day and I look at the team and I'm like, 
wow, yeah. <laughs> this, this is pretty amazing. Yeah, and exactly. it definitely the team is one of the things I'm most proud of. And that really shines through as well, I think. It's good. Let's move on to calendar, advent calendar gate. Yeah. Um, I remember driving back from Manchester, the Manchester Midweek Mingle and you put this Instagram post, it was what, the 9th of November last year. And I remember it, you, you kind of said to your audience, let's talk about Instagram. And I remember saying to the girls, reading what you'd put out, and we had this big talk about how ridiculous it can get on Instagram. Yeah. Um, and so just to set the scene, yeah. <laughs> if you just set the scene about what happened and we'll go from there. Yeah, absolutely. So we as a company do things very last minute a lot of the time. And we decided um, only in, I think, October that we wanted to do an advent calendar. So we turned the whole project around super, super fast. And we never, ever anticipated that it would go as crazy as it did. We thought, you know, we're selling a £35 calendar. In fact, I think online it was £40. We were like, not not everyone's going to want one of those. It's going to be pretty niche. So we didn't order that many. Um, How many is not many? We ordered 100. Oh, my God. Now I'm like, what was I thinking? Um, but really, it's, it's, it's kind of like, it's really high-end yeah, yeah. products. It's expensive. It's a lot to us of people so I just thought you know it'd be the super super fans yeah and um, what I didn't realise was how many hundreds of super super fans <laughs> <laughs> so we put it online um, we had done no lead up no PR anything I simply put up on my stories look we've done an advent calendar and that hundred sold out in an hour so instead of celebrating here we were all like shit <laughs> what, what are we going to do so we quickly called the calendar suppliers asked if they could make some more um, and we got hundreds and hundreds more delivered so we were like okay we're sorted then we told people they were coming back online I told them the time and again what I hadn't anticipated was that people would be sitting behind their laptops or their ready to refresh ready to refresh and there were hundreds of people waiting in a queue mm. to buy the calendars and our site crashed. So that was a very, very, very long and late night um, but we were just trying to deal mm. with that happening here in the office and eventually the site went back up, all of the calendars went and I started getting quite a lot of angry messages on Instagram saying, this was all the publicity stint. What is this? Um, how can you tell people to go online at a certain amount of time, at a certain time, and then for it to crash, and then when it does work, for them to all be sold out? Like it doesn't. It's not possible. And I found myself answering to those people. Yeah. And really, the next day after I stepped in it, I thought to myself, I shouldn't. I shouldn't be answering to them. I have just worked a 20-hour day trying to solve these problems. Like, never would I put out information which is incorrect or false, or I would never tell a lie to our customers. And 
I just felt that no one appreciated the behind the scenes that went into it. I don't, I don't think people realise that in order to make hundreds more calendars, I had to bring in 15 random people here day and night, all weekends, to actually be making them. Mm. Um, because the company who supplied them at just didn't have capacity. So we were making them ourselves, literally folding every single box, making up the cardboard yeah. calendar. And you had your mum in here, like everyone. Yeah. Everyone in here. I feel like when in doubt, you bring your family in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you do. That's definitely, that's definitely true. Um, and I just thought it's it was really entitled mm. of people. And I thought, um, you know, social media is amazing for us. And I wouldn't have the business I have today without it. But it can also be a very angry and exposing place. And I think that people needed to read my post there of just be kind yeah. and be understanding because I can only do my best and we are a small company with limited funds and limited resources. We can't just put hundreds of thousands of pounds towards something and make it happen overnight like other companies can. We have to be really careful. And I think that's what's so, again, with social media, it has so many perks, but again, that's one of the flaws in the sense that people see that you're a seven-figure company now and they see the fact that your website crashes because of the demand and it's so easy to look at you and think that you must have so many people working for you and it's like this big glossy affair yeah. when actually it's, it's not no you're still it's like <laughs> it's your legs are still like yeah, yeah exactly oh my God, no. running around oh my 100 like the things that happen here no one would believe like yesterday was a classic example and it's funny because these things are now just like second nature to me, but we're bringing in people who work with us now from really, really big companies who mm. haven't been exposed to startup culture before. And so you can see their faces when so anything goes problems, wrong. Yeah, yeah. anything goes wrong, problems come up, and I think of my weird ways to solve it. They're like, really? <laughs> so yesterday, we were meant to get a delivery of all of our cookies for our new product dumps because we had loads of samplings to do today. And they never arrived. And we have to do these samplings today. And we have like five people out on the roads doing these samplings. And it was 6 p.m. last night. And we were like, what, what are we gonna do? So we started thinking like, is there any way that they can just like get a teaspoon and get the dips through a teaspoon or whatever? And I was thinking, I was like, no, because that's not a dunking experience, they need the cookie. So I was like, right, everyone up, we're just going to bake. <laughs> so we made hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of cookies here last night at 6pm. And that's just what you've got to do. And everyone at the sampling today loves them. so happy they've had the whole oh dance experience, which is what we needed to achieve. And yeah. we made it happen just in a slightly unconventional way. One of the quotes that you said on the panel last year was that every day... You know now that you're fighting fires. Yeah, exactly. And you've just kind of become that chief firefighter now yeah. that just knows like something bad's going to go wrong today, but I can handle it. Yeah, I think there's no problem which is too big. Mm. Um, I, I remember years ago, stuff used to come up and used to be like, this is it, this is the end, this, 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 this is me done. But now I just feel like I can get over anything. Mm especially with the team that I have behind me and the 
people also on the outside who are supporting and yeah. giving us advice. I just feel like we'll be able to accomplish anything. Yeah, that's amazing. This podcast is sponsored by Zero Accounting Software, who proudly support female entrepreneurs and help business owners to see their finances clearly. For help in getting your business digital ready, visit xero.com. Okay, moving on then. A few weeks ago, you put a quote up that said, if you know me based on who I was a year ago, you don't know me at all. My growth game is strong. Allow me to reintroduce myself, which I loved. It really resonated with me. What have you learned about yourself since launching Livia's? I've definitely learned that I'm more resilient than I thought I was. Um, I always grew up being very, very sensitive, um, not having that thick skin that you need to run a business. And I'm still a very emotional and sensitive person, but I am very resilient. And like I just said before, I feel like I can get over anything that comes my way. Um, so I've definitely learned that. I think I'm growing in confidence all the time. You have to, you have to meet all sorts of people. Some people who make you feel really insecure. Some people who make you feel great. Every single day is different. So. I've realised that I can, I'm really versatile as well. Um, you know, I can go and bake hundred cookies and the next hour do an event and talk in front of 200 people. Yeah. Um, and then the next day come in and be working on our cash flow model and how our P&L is working. So that's great to know. I've got, <laughs> I've got quite a few skills. Um, I'm still ultimately, deep down, the same person. Like, you know, I haven't... It's not like my head's inflated with the success that we've had I'm still really down to earth I don't even feel like we've started and mm. um, I'm not that good at celebrating the successes yet which I have to get better at I don't take that much time to say look at mm. what I've achieved I'm always like I want more yeah. <laughs> so, like, I that my team will always say like we need to celebrate more because we get we win something and I'm like that's amazing Next. how can we do that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so much room to grow I need to get better at managing people for sure I realise where my weaknesses are and where my strengths lie so yeah I do think that every year in a business that's growing as fast as this you do change Mm -hmm. and I look at the people who I haven't seen or spoken to for a year and I do feel like they would be quite astonished at really how much I've accomplished and how much how big my ambitions are because Mm -hmm. I don't think especially four years ago I didn't have ambitions like I do now. I have huge ambitions. So Which are? Oh, God. <laughs> World domination. Um, I won't stop until we have products all around the world. Mm. Um, America's a huge, huge target of mine. Always has been. Um, developing new products for different markets. To growing a team and growing a business that people love to work in. I just... There's just so much that I want to do and all the things that come around that. Like products will always sit at the core, but what else can we Mm. do to build the brand? I love that you're not afraid to admit that though. You know, it's so like refreshing to hear someone just say, I want to take on America. I want to be, do you know know what I mean? Like it's so easy to play it coy and just kind of... You have to be brave and you have to be bold and 
even if I try American, I fail, at least I've tried it. Absolutely. Um, so I'd rather talk about it and tell people that that is my goal um, rather than hide away from it and then suddenly we're in America and it's yeah. all working. Like, I, I want to involve people in the journey to get mm. there. So I'll always be open. I'm, I'm very, very honest, always. Some things will work, some things won't. Mm. That's just life and business. And then I hope that in time I... You know, this becomes so successful that I have a little bit more time and I can help other businesses. I would love to advise other businesses to invest in other businesses. Um, I'm just like business crazy now. <laughs> I'm just here. I, I read all about other people's businesses. Um, I'm so interested to see what is going on, not just in food, but in loads mm. of different industries. So I want to do it all. <laughs> yeah, that's so good. How are you for time? minutes five okay rounding up then you've obviously just released this new campaign so can you talk to us about that because obviously you're so good with us sharing with us sorry that every morning you're at the gym you really do try and take that time out each morning just to set yourself up for the day go for it yeah so better treat yourself is the hashtag which is on all of our new packaging Um, We've just done a big rebrand where we've dropped our kitchen. We're now Livia's and everything looks so much more bold and brave. And it's a real celebration of product. That's the whole point of our brand. And better treat yourself is, is a play on words, obviously. It's you only live once, you better treat yourself. But treat yourself in the better way. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what our products allow for. It allows you to have that real indulgent moment a really satisfying moment that you know you're doing it in the right way with good and wholesome ingredients and so what I want to do is spread the message that people should better treat themselves and it doesn't have to just be with our products or food it can be in any single way if it's five minutes outside of the office at lunchtime just to get some fresh air and take a walk and if it's going to the gym in the mornings like I love to do if it's getting a massage every couple of months whatever it is it's about understanding yourself and what you need because the lives that we lead today are so busy they are so hectic Mm -hmm. and we hardly have any time to just stop yeah and I'm the worst culprit of it that I was go 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 and I wasn't taking any time to understand what my mind and my body needed and so now I do, I do go to the gym a lot of mornings, I'd say three or four mornings a week I'm at the gym, but last year, for example, I really needed to be doing hit and boxing mm. and really high intensity stuff. Now this year, I actually feel like I need to slow down a little bit, and so I'm listening to my body more, yeah. and I'm doing things like bar classes, which is a great way to start the day as well, yeah. or end the day. So I'm just, I feel like I'm more in tune with my body, and... I'm kinder to myself, which is really so vital. It's so important because in business, especially as a founder and CEO, you're constantly criticizing yourself. You're constantly looking at weekly numbers and saying, ah, why didn't we hit that? Or looking at another problem and seeing what saying, why did that happen? And you need we need to be reminded to look at the good things Mm. and sometimes that downtime and that peace time is, is when you can reflect on what you've achieved. So true. Yeah, so 
I'm treating myself more and more these days and it's really important, it's really helping. Mm. It's so interesting you said that because someone once asked me what I do to switch off and for me, <clears throat> it's always running, hit, most mornings. Yeah. But they said, no, 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 that gets your heart going. What yeah. do you do to switch off? Yeah. And then it's only then that I was like, oh, okay. And then it's like Pilates and everything, you just... It's, it's really interesting. So I've always been... Um, just very personally <coughs> anti-yoga. Mm. Um, it's not for me. I have a very, very, very busy mind, which yep. never turns off. And so I don't really want to be in a place where I'm lying on a mat. <laughs> breathing. And, yeah, breathing, because it would just make me think about things a hundred times more. So you have to find... What works for you. What works yeah, for yeah. you. But I've actually... I've seen quite a few um, doctors over the last couple of months, just for various reasons, mainly just because I had a cold and wasn't going away. <laughs> and I was like, what is going wrong with me? And all the doctors that I saw said to me, what exercise are you doing? And I told them, and they were like, well, that's your problem, because you, live, you need a really stressful life, mm-hmm. as it is, and you don't realise it. You think you're blowing off steam when you're going to these boxing high-intensity classes, but actually... Adrenaline. Yeah, your, yeah. Brain, your body can't tell the difference between physical stress and emotional stress. Yeah. So when you're encountering so much stress in your work life, maybe you just need to have some real yeah, yeah. down, calm down <laughs> exercise. So that's why I started doing bath, because I think it's the perfect balance, because you cry in pain. Mm-hmm. Like your skin muscles are, are shaking you're in such pain that your brain definitely can't be focusing <laughs> on anything other than the pain but it's not you know burpee after burpee mm, yeah. and your heart racing it, it's very different and I've fallen in love with it yeah. so I highly recommend it honestly I feel like exercise just keeps my head in check yeah, I swear by it definitely Rounding up then, to conclude, I basically have been ending this podcast by asking you to finish some statements. So I'll start the sentence and you finish it. (laughs) Okay. Okay? So, number one, being my own boss means... God, what does it mean? I'm so bad at this. Being my own boss means I am in control of my future and I'm able to really go after the dreams that I set and the goals that I set for myself. I love that. When it's not quite going to plan, my advice would be to... Realise that that's normal. Mm. Uh, It doesn't go to plan for anyone. So not to panic, be calm, be strategic. You will get over the problem. You just need to put your mind to it and there will be a solution, there always is bit like the cookies yes (laughs) if I could go back to day one of my business I'd tell myself that you're going to smash it so don't don't sweat the small things it's not worth it so good if I had to describe myself as a businesswoman I'd say that I'm strong-minded but soft at the same time I will do things the right way I won't trample over others Mm. I'll succeed because of my good products and my good brand, not because I've ever walked all over someone. Mm. Um, I'll and do you, it can, in, you can have those two words together. You, it, you can be that person. Exactly. I'll do it in the honourable way. Yeah, definitely. And very lastly, Olivia, um, you've kind of touched upon it already, but I want my legacy to be that. 
listening to she can she did if you fancy being a complete star and doing your good deed for the day please feel free to rate review and subscribe on itunes to give the she can she did series a little boost and help others to find it you can also attend the midweek mingles the she can she did event series for female founders and aspiring female business owners featuring a whole lot of business inspiration and the all-important GNTs in equal measure. For more information and to book your ticket, head to www.shecanshedid.com. I would love to see you there.